This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. How the devil are we all? Well, I hope. Uh, yeah, second second show tonight. Twice a night at my age. I am so impressed with myself, I tell you. <laughs> I couldn't manage that when I was 19. Anyway, if you are watching Lester Till I Die on Facebook or Twitter, please nip over to YouTube and do what it says just there. Subscribe. Click the like button for the video. It does help um, the statistics with YouTube. And remember, click that notification bell. And you may just want to so that you don't miss this. Coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. Oh, yes, Mark Halsey, ex-professional Premier League referee. Um, It's not live. But it'll be premiered on YouTube and YouTube only tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 
Um, it, <laughs> it was a good discussion. We had a lot of things to say. And, um, yeah, we've got to VAR. Oh, yes. Watch it and find out. But And see what his, see what his response was when I said, uh, if he still had a picture of Sir Alex Ferguson in a, in a framed in a bedside cabinet... <laughs> went down a little bit uh, a little bit iffy anyway no it was a good lad he was a good lad he took it um <laughs> he, took, he took it well and i mean you know he, he he was he was causing trouble in my chat earlier with all his you, you know Ant from Ant's football channel uh, Ant's Leicester football channel great channel um he was he was in the chat earlier when we were doing the last season review saying like he hopes that Brendan stays and what a good manager is and 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 now he's coming up to disrupt this saying keep the clappers I think that's what he's saying anyway but yeah don't forget please do subscribe let me get my guests in because it's a bit different uh, tonight hopefully it's going to be a really good really good chat um improving the atmosphere at the KP this is something that's been talked about Really, since we've moved from Filbert Street and, and the singing section was split up, etc. And there's a guy that writes, uh, well, he's studying um, at uh, De Montfort University. Uh, and he came up with a, a, a piece about seven ways to improve uh, the atmosphere at the KP. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through and discuss each one of those. But let's first of all welcome in my guests. First of all, you know him, you've missed him, ladies. He's back. He is the thinking man's totty. Here we go. Craig, how the, the thing, devil are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. The thinking man's totty. I man. know. I realised no. when I said that. Hey, hey, don't. don't no, I can't, no, I can't. No, I can't. Don't, 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 don't want to limit myself. <laughs> Maybe I should do that again. I'll cut that out at <laughs> the end. It's not live. Nobody will notice. Don't worry. How the devil are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, good. Now, can I just say, did the show earlier, no Craig, no TM. Do the show now. We have Craig. We also have TM. Uh, <laughs> Evening, TM. I am TM. well, and I'm sure Craig is now as well. Maybe maybe they know they're going to get some uh, additional Tottenham stick. Maybe they're a sadist. <laughs> you hope, you hope. <laughs> uh, and let me welcome him in, if big, a big friend of the channel uh, from beyond the 90. Um, we're welcoming Neil. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, good evening. Um, I'm well, thank you. Um, Less City on is very quiet on the Less City front, but yeah, let's, let's, yeah, but apart from that, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's um, good to be back. Good, good. Your details are in the chat below. But please do tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you can find me at yeah, Lester till I die. As like Lester till I die. My God, yes, I'm just <laughs> you now. The first transfer of the close season. Yes, yeah, exactly, more yeah. transfers than we've had. Yep, we're transferring <laughs> channels now. It's a straight swap. Um, no, we. So you can find us at Beyond the Ninety. Again, there's a link in the description. Thank you, Chris, for the plug. But yes, you can find us at um, Beyond the Ninety LCFC or Beyond the Ninety on YouTube got some similar stuff to Chris. We just do analysis and similar things. So come over if you'd like to as well. Yeah, please do. It's a great channel. Go over there and give them your love and support. Talking of transfers, and before we come on to the main topic, um, it is a bit quiet, but then we, we know that it's going to come into the silly season. We're going to lose sort of three quarters of the team and end up with a five-a-side team. Um, but... The one player that I wanted, and when I was speaking to Owen from the BBC the other day, he thought might be coming, 
and that's Tarkovsky, but it looks like he's off to Everton. You want me to go? Anybody that anybody that's got anything you know, to say on for, it? For me, if we were pulling um, a defender from Burnley, I'd take Ben Me over Tarkovsky any day. To be honest, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think he's more aggressive, and aggression is what we lack back there. And he's a naturally left-sided player as well, which are hard to get hold of. Uh, Premier League experience wouldn't really cost us a penny. I think he'd be. A solid addition, to be honest, and I'd I'd take him over my good friend Johnny. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you would. And he is available. You know, the rumours are that he wants to leave Burnley yeah. as well. Would you agree with that choice, Neil? We had this. I remember we had discussion. I can't remember which post match it was, and I remember thinking, um, I'd love to have him. I think he'd be great. Mm. I think he'd be a great addition to the squad. However. With the way that we do, with the thing is, when you're coming up against the likes of Newcastle, who are interested, Everton, we know that they can pay the wages more, and I think that's the reason. I think he was happy to come to us, but he's we're not going to offer him the wages compared to a Newcastle or Everton, and I think Everton just mm. offered him more wages, and he went there. I'm gutted, but do you know what? We've got a great transfer system, and with the way that. Everton are it's 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 more of a money and I don't blame him for the age that he is he's probably gone for the money and that's fine but it is a bit gutting because it's somebody we've been interested for got three years now I'd say yeah he's always been yeah. around the rumors now we put in a 30 million 32 million pound bid I think last year for him um so it's gutting but at the same time look our recruitment's good we'll find a way around we've got some good people coming up through the under 18s and under 23s as well We'll find a way. Our recruitment is good. It may not be this season, but it might be next season. Um, and hopefully, with one game a week now, with us being out of Europe, that'll help alleviate the pressure a little bit more. Yeah. Welcome along to Dan, has just joined us, just as we're talking about Burnley players coming to Leicester. <laughs> um, yeah, Nick Pope, I think we can maybe have a Nick Pope if Casper's moving on. And um, yeah, Corne, you know, as well. We were, let's, uh, let's just, um, let's just, Let's just pull the Burnley team. All, all of these, all of these great players who got them relegated. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, Harry Maguire, in fairness, he was a relegated player. No, there didn't... are. There's always some good little nuggets out there, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, for whatever reason, it's not been a great season, and sometimes players just need a move, you know, yeah. to freshen up their own careers. You know, you can get a little bit stale, and your and your level drops off just a little bit. That may have been what what happened at Burnley, to be honest. You got four or five players who have been there a while, and their level drops five percent. That's all it needs to get you relegated in this yeah. league. Well, moving on because otherwise we can be just we can be talking transfers all show, and that's another another show another time. Uh, we're doing this. This was it was just I was approached, and I, and I guess other um, Leicester um, Facebook sites were as well by this gentleman, Jaden Whitworth, and he's a student, like I say, at De Montfort University. And he wrote this piece for Leicestershire Press, which is the news and views from journalism students at De Montfort University. And it was seven ways which he felt Leicester City could improve the atmosphere at the King Power. So what we're going to do, because I, mean, I don't go now. I mean, my last season ticket was the, the great escape. Yeah, great timing, guys, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was the reason we won the league. I mean, not, I mean, Thanks, I mean just, Yeah, hey. 
take one for the team, guys. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's listed basically seven ways that he thinks we can improve the atmosphere. So what we'll do is we'll go through them one by one. You guys both go down there week in, week out. You can sort of agree, disagree, um, whichever, and let us know. So we'll start with the first one. Um, and we'll start with you, Craig, because you're on top. Um, in fact, let me just bring me to the bottom and then uh, I'm covered over if we have any uh, messages like this one. LDH, good evening. How the devil are you? Hope you are well. Um, Neil Wolvouch says, Ant, for this, every time you start to chant, everyone just stares and no one joins in. Well, you know, if, if you if you will start singing Derby songs down the KP, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> you've got to uh, you got to get the right side i just i just bring in safe standing uh craig he said this one feels a slightly slightly obvious shout with the club beginning to experiment and test uh singing sections this season um the likelihood of leicester city introducing safe standard in the future is increasing is that going to increase an atmosphere whether you sat up or sat uh, stood up or sat down for me no um, not in isolation, anyway. Um, I, I mean, my, the only way I think it will work, and I'll, I'll put this right at the start, and then I can sort of refer back to it as we talk about the other the, the other things. We talk about bringing in safe standing as a way of almost trying to go back to the old days of Filbert Street and the cop when it, the the atmosphere was there. But for me. The only way this would work is if you decided to move the family stand and make that whole end down there safe standing, but also in isolation, safe standing is, is no good. Season ticketed, but with no set seating. So you come in as a group of mates and you stand together as a group of mates and all of you want to sing all stand together. I think if you just bring in safe standing, all you're doing is there's an opportunity for the same people to sit in the same seats or stand in the same places. So it doesn't move people around and get those people together. For me, if you, as I say, move the family stand, bring them further up where, you know, into the corner where all the singing was and just create that one stand like Palace have got a little bit, but, but just remove dedicated seating. It's still season ticketed, but when you get there, you stand, sit wherever yeah. you want and then you'll get people joining in together otherwise i don't think in isolation that that could work no neil i mean he went on to say um that, uh, being home to rend was one of the games when we tried it and the atmosphere he said was the best he had seen in a long time it was booming uh, again as i say people are going to sing whether they stood up or sat down aren't they they are i think it does help when you're standing up i think just in general however Again, I agree with Craig. In isolation, will it make that much of a difference? No, again, and it it's the, it's the semantics of it, where you're going to put these people who is going to be displaced. Um, there will be a certain section that that will that is standing up and in itself is not gonna is not gonna work. However, it's something that I think the majority of fans are in in for, and I think it makes the experience better. However, I've never I've never experienced safe safe standing, so I can't tell you from a personal experience what it's like. Mm. I could see it improving, um, but again, if people are just going to take them, we have all this hype, all this energy, and as you're seeing there, people just pull the seats down and sit down again, and then you're just back in the same position, but now you've got a big bar in front of you that you can't see in front of. 
but but also yeah if you if you sit down and the guy in front wants to stand i i don't see how how it can work unless everybody agrees that they're either all going to sit or they're all going to stand and so the only way for me is you remove um dedicated seats and it's just a free-for-all do you think uh i'll stick with you first with this one craig with the standing i mean we know why we know why standing at football grounds was 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 phased out um that goes without saying but when you see recently with things like the um the pitch invasions and it's not just the pitch invasions but it what that what that leads to in you know players being abused mm. opposition officials being abused are we in danger as 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 a, as a as fans of shooting ourselves in the foot and losing any chance of having it back well potentially i, I don't think the two are connected to be honest because Usually, it's, all those people are standing up anyway. And you see, I think what a lot of it is, is that people see the atmosphere of being a Leicester fan when they go to an away game and think you can create that in a full stadium. And the and the, the reality is that you can't because it's full of 30,000 different people, some who want to sit and just watch their team, some who want to stand and chant or whatever. And I think if you look around the whole of the Premier League, I can't think off the top of my head where there is a ground which has a consistent, exciting um, environment and atmosphere. In patches, they do. You know, the, the mighty Liverpool. Last time mm. I went to Liverpool, it was quiet. Mm. You know, when something happens, they're loud. Arsenal was known as a library for years. And these are the big teams. Man City, the same. I think... I think it's a bit of a myth, to be honest, that we see more and more European football with huge areas where there's flags and flares and God knows what, and we think that we can somehow adapt that and adopt it in uh, in the Premier League. I, I don't think it's feasible at all in any way. I think the atmosphere comes from what's happening on the pitch. Nobody complained about the atmosphere when we won the league. You know, everybody was sitting down. Everybody had yeah. clappers. There was goal music. Yeah. It was all there, exactly the same. But it was what was going on the pitch. The best atmosphere this year for me was probably the Liverpool game, again, and the Man U game, where it came from what's going on on the pitch. And that's the biggest thing. If you play dull, slow football, people don't get excited. Neil, I mean, it's a great point, to one which David uh, alluded to here, Neil. Um I wonder just how much the lack of atmosphere is down to the lack of passion on the pitch. And it's got to be, because like, you know, like Craig was saying, you know, if, if you're watching a match, even on the telly at home, and I've been doing watch-alongs recently, and you know, I did a watch-along for the uh, for the Ingall. I was doing it, it was on somebody else's channel, uh, Jake, the West Ham fan, and I did the second half of the Wales-Hungary game, and I couldn't get excited. I'm watching it on telly, uh, but I've seen you know there's other games where yeah, like the cup final that was an exciting nil nil. If you haven't got anything to get excited about, it's hard to get excited. I guess so, and that's what it is. I think the main thing is obviously what's going on on the pitch, and that's going to be reflected. And the amount of times I've been to away grounds where we've gone one nil up, or we've gone to we've gone up, and we're like, right, hold on to the ball, um, make sure that we frustrate the fans. And then and then and then make sure because you can feel the crowd turning 
and it feels like it's coming in on the fans. And it's great as an opposition fan. I'm going, brilliant. The crowd, um, specifically West Ham, I remember. Not of recent, I think before Moyes. Um, and I remember thinking, right, OK, we're on top of them here. Let's 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 just hold back. Um, let's just let's just let's just um, quiet down. And the atmosphere went absolutely silent. And then went another time and the atmosphere was absolutely, absolutely electric. It's not a one thing fits all in any of these. However, yeah, it's not just cut and dry. I mean, the smaller grounds, I think, naturally have a better atmosphere because these people are more loyal than, for example, the Liverpools and the Arsenals, which is more of an experience. And I think this can kind of play into a couple of points that the King Power is trying to do. They're trying to make it a little bit more a friendly environment for, for businesses and corporates that makes it a worse yeah. atmosphere in general, um, in terms of a football fan in particular. We'll get on some of the things I know on, on the list later on, which kind yeah. of play into that as well in terms of an experience rather than just a football match. Um, but you look at the likes of Crystal Palace, again, they're just they're known as a great away ground. Even at home, they make a lot of noise, even when they're losing. Um, there's other teams, even Huddersfield, I remember going to and going to them away and they were just, no, we're really up for this. Let's go. And yes, they were new to the Premier League and things like that as well. So I don't think we should be comparing ourselves to the big boys in the top six. But there is an element of us that in the past, I know that we've had when we've had a half capacity, we still shouted the ground down and we still made sure to be, be behind our team, even when they were terrible. So even compared to before, I wouldn't say before the King Power, but even just before the King Power takeover, there was a lot of atmosphere in the ground. Um, and I think part of that as well was down to a certain level of crazy people in the ground. I think over the years, they've been just taken out. And when you take out these few that are quite crazy and create a lot of atmosphere, mm. it's amazing how much that drops over time. Because again, that looks bad representing the football club. I, I, again, you, you beat me to it. It's almost like you've read my script here. Is that yet when we've all moved to these new grounds, um, we were trying to get well, it did kind of weed out those sorts of fans that that we wanted to weed out, basically. But yes, it, some of the atmosphere may have gone with it. I mean, I think this, Terry, good evening, Terry. How are you? And good evening to Renee as well. I think I think Terry's just got the I mean, we could we could end the show here. Because Terry's, uh, Terry's just said, dish out more season tickets than seats. Then when the piano stops, all of those who can't get a seat get evicted hmm. until the next match. <laughs> um, that 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 would be interesting to see. That would be interesting to see. But yeah, that was um, the, the 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 first uh, idea he came up with. Um, now then, this to me, this this is. This is something that um, I, I I can't agree with him at all here, um, and that is great. Get rid of the clappers. I mean, we can't get rid of these, can we? We we we, we love them. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't hurt your hands. It's it's easier than clapping. It 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 brought a great atmosphere on that um, great escape season. I mean. Kyle says, "Hey, good evening, Kyle. Uh, two clappers per seat might help. You got to look. I mean, I love the clappers. I don't know about you, Craig. Let's come to you first. I think, you know, I I, I don't have a as big a, an issue with the clappers as a lot of other people do because, for me, I think if you got rid of the clappers, I think more people who didn't used to clap and get involved got involved mm. because of mm. them. Yeah. Take them away, and I don't think those people are suddenly going to start." 
clapping and getting involved as much. I just don't think it'll happen. So anything, what you're doing there is taking something away from the atmosphere, whether you like it or not, it does add some atmosphere and it does get more people involved than, than did before. And as I say, during that, that great championship winning season, we were known for the clappers, you know, because it helped everybody get behind the team. Um, so for me, I mean, somebody came up with a, a decent idea and as a halfway point, I think it wasn't a bad idea. And that was to have clappers downstairs that you can pick up on the way in. If you want one, pick one up rather than them be on every seat. And therefore, a lot of a lot of it is wasted. So if they had them in big um, uh, sort of containers, if you want a clapper, just take one as you work, wait, you work, make your way up to the seat. I thought that was a, a fairly decent sort of halfway house. But then, in reply to that, Craig, it's on your seat. If you don't want it, just don't pick it up. Yeah, no, all I'm saying is, yeah. in terms of, I know some people have been saying it's a waste, bad for the environment, blah, blah, blah. So those people who don't want to use one, it's not a waste of it. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I, As I say, overall, I haven't got a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, Neil, the guy says here, it has almost become part of my match day routine to trundle up the stairs to my seat on row Z, grab the clapper and chuck it down the back of my seat, out of sight, out of mind. And that's all you need to do if you don't like it. Just leave yeah, it. I don't think, not... I don't th- sorry, sorry, Neil. Yeah, I'll just, just to finish off. Yeah, I don't think just because you don't like something, taking away taking it away from someone who does mm. is, is in life in general is a good thing, to be honest. It is a bit of a like, oh, I don't like these things. Well, then don't use it. It's not. It's not yeah. a mandatory thing. They're not forcing you yeah. to use them. Um, yeah. What it is for me again, I agree with the wasting. I think Craig's got a great idea in terms of if they want them, um, then then pick them up. If not, then leave yeah. them. Uh, my thing is, yeah, the waste. I mean, there are. Like, I went to the Brighton game for the FL Cup, and it was not a great game. And there was like. 10,000 seats and they all had one just remaining so I picked and it was the memorial for um, it was the, this anniversary of the chairman's but I think yeah. death as well so it was a it was a real memorable one so I'm thinking oh there's all these ones so I picked up a load and so the, the, there's three or it's kind of coming into my second point it's who are they who is it aimed at who are these clappers actually aimed at as it aimed at so I think there's three main audiences that, that they're aimed at Number one is people that are probably 60 plus or something that can't chant as much as they want, that can't get involved, and that's their way of contributing. I think that's great. The second one is for younger fans, especially if I was 12 years old or if I was eight years old and I was given this thing that I can be a part of this atmosphere, I'm absolutely elated. So I think that's a you can't forget about these small audiences. The third one, I think is the international audience that go away from this, don't have to go to the shop and get something that they can remember this from because they're all personalized. It takes a long time mm. to design these. Somebody that comes from like marketing and designing and stuff, it takes a long time to design all these products and get them um, front and back and printed and then put in the seats. A lot of effort. But the fact that you can go away with this memorabilia for free that the club has given you, I think is a great, great shout. And Considering where we were before King Power, we would only dream of something like this. We genuinely would. They'd go every single match. You're going to get something for free, doing nothing. And this is not the only thing they did. The, then let's get started on the drinks and the beers and and the, and the scarves and the hats for the away fans and all these other things they do. But going back to the clappers, just leave them. I don't see the point. If you don't want it, don't touch yeah. it. Use your hands. Clap. 
chant along, no problem. It's not meant for you. If you're complaining about it, it's not for you. It's for yes. if yeah. I'm going with my cousin for the first time, who's like 10 years old, he would absolutely love a clapper. Yeah. That's who I think. And I've, I've collected them before and then I've given them to him because he doesn't live in Leicester, but he got given this clapper and he's never been to the stadium. And he's so excited. That's mm. the memory that you want to have. So it's yeah. more than just this ability to clap, sure, but take it and give it. And if you want, don't just don't just throw it away. Give it to somebody because there are fans and I've interviewed them that would absolutely die for not die, but they would love to have something like this from Latin America, from other parts of yes. Europe, from Africa, from Asia, who would love a memory of Leicester City from the game. Which is from the game, fantastic. Things like that would go a long, long way. Yeah, I've actually got. I don't know if I can if I if I turn that round. If you can see, I don't know if you can see them up on the wall there. But um, let me get rid of just get rid of that for a second. And yeah, you can just see yeah. a couple there. I've I've got mine up on the wall. I've got I've got uh, Jamie Vardy scored eleven consecutive goals. I've got a a, a, a Vichai remembrance one. I've got a European. Um, Champions League one. I've got the champions. I've got fearless. I've got the FA Cup and the Charity Shield. All the main ones for the games, and you know they've got they've got memories for me. Mm. Yeah, and we, and you know the fans are giving them for nothing. Yeah, it's the, the the bottom line is a lot of football fans like something to moan at, and mm. you know if, as you as you said Neil, if they don't like it, they don't want anyone else to have it. And yeah, you're right. You know, kids, I'm sure there's lots of kids who are collecting these every time they go down, you know. You so, see them. You see them yeah. as they're leaving, just going, oh, I'll have another one. Oh, I'll have another one. Exactly. I'll have another one. Yeah. I love exactly. it. Yeah. I, I mean, first I, thing I, I do, first thing I do when I get in, I, I take it off my seat and hit my son with it. It's like a... <laughs> <you know. laughs> Can I just say that if anybody from Child Protection is watching... <laughs> Uh, these views aren't from left to light either. Are his own views? I mean, this one I've got here. I mean, I, it, it's a personal memento because it's got Burnley on, <laughs> and of course, you oh, know, Burnley are down them. now. We, we're not going to see them maybe for a season, or well, at least mm. a season. Obviously, might be longer. So, to that, you know, it's it's, it's a nice memory. <laughs> the only problem is on the other side, it's Demari Gray. But apart from that, it's a nice memory. And it says here, though, Neil, you know, we spend 10,000 a game on clappers. But these days, that's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? I mean, uh, the thing is, it's not my money. (laughs) So, uh, but they're not doing it. They're doing it because they genuinely care about the fans. They don't have to do this. They do it. And the amount of stuff they've done for... When I've been away, they've had hats and scarves and they don't have to do this, but they do it as a passion project and don't knock it until it's gone. When it's gone, then you'll realize how much these guys have done for us. And this is something that it's not obligatory. You don't have to get involved. Just leave it. It's not that big a deal. So, yeah, I think it's more about creating the experience for somebody. And there are people that could use it. I think if, if, for example, if you... There should be an option if you're getting it signed up. Um, and if you're buying a season ticket, do you want it? Yes or no? Click yeah. no. And then, sure. And then you're not going to get one for the rest of the season. You yes. voted no, no problem. Just little yeah. things like that that could make a difference. Because, again, it's not that big a deal. Um, if it drowns up the singing... <laughs> there is well, no mind you, I've not heard Ant sing, so maybe that's a good thing. 
<laughs> or it so, may be the so, fact. So what we what we want is only certain kinds of sound. Is that what we're saying <laughs> now, Ant? I'm just no, I'm just thinking because Ant's that small anyway. That his thing is probably <laughs> drowned out. <laughs> I think I think Ant is Ant, doing I'm your sorry. job. Ant I'm is sorry, doing your I'm job of just do playing this. devil's advocate here. He loves mm. an argument, does Ant? <laughs> I think he's in one of those moods tonight, Ant. But uh, maybe just take a little box with along with you, Ant, and you can stand it up. Then your voice will project over the fans. I tell you what, all of those clappers throughout a season with an elastic band round them, just stand on those. That'd, yeah. that'd do the job. That is true. Jack says here, something you touched on there as well, Neil. Uh, I like the clappers. Nice momentum for people that can't get to the games. Games. And Kyle says, Everton fans singing, we're Everton, and we clap with our hands. Well, maybe they want to get some footballers that play football with their feet and they'd have a better team. And <laughs> if, if that's the most they can come up with after the season they've had, um, then I think it says something more about them than us. Dan, who is in. Good evening, Dan. He's still in, he's still in my memory, Dan. I'm not going to forget you. Uh, get rid of the tappers as a cream for that. That's my act to leave Burnley. Ant's going to clap us with great to f- to throw at Mike D. <laughs> um, uh, throw, yeah. Um, I took Archie's clapper off him, my seven-year-old cousin. Oh, you Scrooge. You absolutely. That's child protection services right there. Forget what Craig said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, he got it back when we got home. That's not the point. That is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously home. obviously because he'd reached seven and he'd outgrown him. Yes. <laughs> but that's it like was, when you go to a festival, you buy a t-shirt, and then you're like, "I'm not wearing this until I get home." Yes. Mm. Yes. The thing is, though, and this, his seven-year-old cousin was probably taller than him, mm. and I'm surprised he didn't land one on you. <laughs> oh, he's, ta- he's taking the punishment tonight. <laughs> and, and at exactly the same time, Kyle said, and he's actually taller than you. We all think it. We all think it. Anyway, moving on, uh, leaving, leaving the clappers aside, and I, I love the clappers, um, let us go on to number three, which is... Adopt a powerful anthem, uh, club anthem. Um, does that make a difference, Craig? I suppose in a way it does. And I've often thought that when players walk out, they walk out to, you know, the Foxhorn Gallop and what have you. And mm. it's not, that's not something you can join in with or sing along to, is it? Have you not tried, Chris? I have, and I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I heard you were very good at blowing. Now, what I'll go on to say is, what, yeah, I mean, I don't think it, it's it's not for the team. I don't think it's it's more of an identity thing. You know, mm. I don't think anybody will think um, you'll never walk alone is the greatest song in the world. But it's it's an identity, and, and uh, they're known for it. Yeah, you know, I I don't mind when you're smiling, but I'd like them if they're going to do it to record another version of it that is at the right tempo, shall we say? Yeah. Because, and, and just the chorus bit, because when that comes on, it doesn't really do it for me. And it's slow and everybody sings. It's like the national anthem. Everybody sings it at a different tempo. <laughs> Everyone finishes at a different time. So I don't mind it. And I don't mind the concept behind adopting a powerful club anthem. 
but mm. just do it properly would be my point so but would you would you take that as a club anthem i mean everton going back to them have got z cars uh, again it's just music and not not something that they can sing to you know there's certain clubs yeah. that have you know good songs you know i think our songs in general are a bit uh, not great I, and, commercial yeah and but also you know i don't think it would be a bad idea if someone created a little booklet at the start of the season with all the songs all the words to all the songs that the rest of the crowd do because in different parts now, of now they'll turn to him 42 <laughs> exactly. exactly but sometimes it's very difficult to understand what people are singing you know i you have to feel for it or whatever there yeah. I start singing along to a song sometimes yeah. when I've been there, and then I've stopped because I think I don't know the words now. And I but it touches on that sort of pre-match and half-time entertainment, and we are notoriously bad at it. You know, it's terrible, I, I think. You know, we, we've had the odd song, but going back to the anthem thing, if you're going to do it and you're going to adopt that one, just record a version that everybody can get behind. And you could always print just for that one song always have the words printed in the programme. Well, or, or put it on the board. We've got these big boards at the end, you know. Yes, yeah. Get everybody joining in with it. I mean, if they've got a Z cars, could, Neil, could we come out to the arches? That would put everybody to sleep, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? The, the, Jamie Vardy comes out. It. Yeah, um, I, think the, I think Craig's right, though. In terms of the... There needs to be because when you hear it chanted round the ground, when there's no beat to hold them back, it's way too quick, and it's and it doesn't really. I heard that before I heard the original Jersey Buds song, and I went, "It's almost twice the speed," um, because of the way. But it wasn't. But the thing is, it wasn't designed from the ground up to be the anthem. No. You look at the no. bub the bubbles, which I still think is weird from West Ham fans. So these big burly men singing about bubbles, and there's bubbles going around the stadium. From a, from an outside perspective, objective perspective, it is weird. Um, you never walk mm. alone makes sense, um, but that could be applied to pretty much any club. Um, but it's yeah. ju it's just one that's associated with Liverpool. Um, so it's just having that sense of identity and somebody that's that's in there. It, the Jersey Buds, the one that the one that is the most in line with what our values are and the, the story behind it. Mm. But there needs to be something that's a little bit more. Um, tangible i think mm. is the word and so you can grab onto it okay this is ours and without but at the same time not trying to make it cliche where it's we yeah. have a um, big we have, we have clock tower we have a um, yeah. curved theater and blah 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 yeah. they can make it it's a really hard thing to get right in my opinion but i remember i remember you know when you're smiling being sung in the cop going back years when i started to go yeah. the 1980s you know when you're smiling was was sung and there was more of a, a verse to it and, it and it built up to the chorus or whatever. They didn't need anything over the tannoy. It was just a song that was sung. So I think it's got that historical element to it. it just, as I say, as Neil said, the same. There it just a, needs to be done properly. Yeah, there is a video out there um, of Liverpool and it was when Stephen Gerrard was still playing and they were playing a game at this huge stadium in Australia uh, and it was, but it was full. It was full of Australians, but they were all Liverpool fans. Yeah. And no they started to sing, "You'll Never Walk Alone." And I have to be honest with you, the hair stood up on the back of my neck 
the players but also, are... Chris, they, they follow that through. So it's on lots of memorabilia. Yeah. You know, it's become yeah. synonymous yeah. with the club. It's not yeah. just a song that's that's But, but we could do that with When You're Smiling. Exactly. You know, we've got Keep the Faith. We've got Foxes Never Quit, mm. When You're Smiling. Or why not put it out as, as, as a competition? Right, here's four or five songs. Which do you, you know, which as fans mm. do you want and see what wins? Don't ask them to suggest their own or we'd end up with Bob the Builder. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Foxy McFoxface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Let's see what people are saying about their their, their songs. Um, and said, like I said earlier, when you're smiling is class. Uh, totally agree. The when you're smiling is a death march. Um, <laughs> Dan says, I agree, Chris. I think you need a song that sounds like you're about to go to war, intimidate the opposition, g up the players, and raise the roof at fan level. Uh, is Ant just going to like everything that Chris likes, he says? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, knowing Ant. Uh, the LFC You obviously final. don't know Ant that well. No. <laughs> uh, Dan says, Craig asked him for some song sheet because they have some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it won't, be, it, it won't be long, Dan, before I forget that you were ever in the Premier League. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, that! Hang on, hang on. That deserves that deserves one of its own. That's that's got to have a. <laughs> you shot him down there. You shot him down. Um, I, I I did love the I did love the comment about him number forty three though, Neil. That was class. Uh, come out to clubfoot, something proper, Leicester. Um, not about shy at all. Um, and what were they singing at? Why they're singing a Celtic song? Well, that's a, that's a different. That's another time, another show. Um, last time we did a poll, didn't Bruno Mars win? Uh, Everybody, that you know what though? More people sang and clapped along with that than anything else. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, this is it. I mean, again, you're not going to please everybody because whatever song you go for, some people aren't going to like it. But I do, I do actually quite get that. I, I do. I would sooner the players come out to something other than the Fox Horn Gala. It just doesn't inspire me, if you like. I know it's traditional, except it just doesn't doesn't inspire me at all. Um, modify the worst. The home in Pasadena. The home is Leicester City. Um, oh, there you go, Terry. That's that's your homework. Right, number four. Um, move L1 and SK1 together. Craig, I mean, he's saying, he's saying he followed that with... Oh, a minute. He said, so I was on the last one. After suggesting we adopt a club out from him, he said he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, and he said he could be wasting his time with this one. It might be a logistical nightmare. Um, there's been a debate across Leicester social media for a few years now as to who does it better, L1 or SK1. Thoughts on, on that one, Craig? Well, as I say, going back to, to my very first point, you know, if you put them together, um, keep them as season tickets, but just don't allocate seating, you know. Yeah. And, and for me, that's the way to bring all of those people together to allow them over a period of time, over a season, over two or three seasons, to create something that could be really special, you know, with flags and a whole lot. Because a lot of people, I'd get very annoyed if someone was in front of me waving a flag, I can assure you. 
like they do at Crystal Palace. But yeah. if all those like-minded people are allowed to be together, then it will create something over a period of time. So moving them together, but I still think you've got to allow some modicum of freedom of movement within that rather than saying you're going to sit with him and you're still sitting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's there's something there. It's it's a it would be a big upheaval for a season, you know, and you're gonna it is a, one of those sort of rip the plaster off and deal with it. But I think that to create one end that is almost like a wall, you know, we, we know the best ones, you know, the cop, the Dortmund one or whatever. I'm not saying that we could create something like that. No. But in those environments, the people have gravitated towards those parts of the ground because they want to be a part of that. When it's all disparate and people are around in pockets, it'll never work. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Neil, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't. I don't think this would work. I think this seems like a business move that you're trying to force people together. And I think it makes sense on paper. I don't think it makes sense in reality. Um, it's something that oh, these two work together. It's kind of like an arranged marriage. Let's put these two together, and then everybody will. Every, and then you've got then you've got an, a section like that. And I go, there's something about me that doesn't feel genuine or right about this. So I'm not sure that this would actually work. Um, there's a reason why we've got them and you need them. Because the thing is, if you're not having any pushback, the reason why L1 is there is because they're next to the away fans, giving the away fans grief. If they're not there, then the away fans almost have, right, we're going to dominate this place even more than we currently do. That's what yeah. I think. Because they go, right, we're having a little bit of pushback from this side and this is right in our faces. If that isn't there and they're all the way in the cop, God, there's nobody here. They chant, is it a library too many times as it is? They can chant it even more if they move. Because I imagine they're moving L1 to SK1. They're not moving SK1 all the way. They're not getting rid of the cop. For me, Neil, yeah, it would only work if you did it the other way and and brought everybody down to this end. Yeah. Nearly away fans. It, It would never work going the other way. You're right. Because it's these modern stadiums, the noise doesn't travel around it very well. I've been in, I've sat in probably every different part of the stadium and even sitting down opposite the away fans, you hear them uh, a hell of a lot more than where I am, which is on the same side as the away fans, but further down and you can barely hear them. Mm. It is a disappointment, but I think in, in, in coming back to the point where I don't think it's going to actually work. It's something that, again, you try and force something to try and happen to create an atmosphere, but you can't force these things. These things aren't an easy fix. You have to, no, yeah. inc- again, the best way to do it, simply play good football, create chances, and put the ball in the back of the net. That's that's the number one exactly. thing we need to do. You've got you to realise that a lot of those teams like Leeds and Newcastle, their fan base has been noisy because the football on the pitch has been crap for so long. You know, imagine that of being down there. They know that particularly, you know, Leeds. Leeds are are a great fan set, but Hmm. they've had to make the difference because their team on the pitch has been poor for so long. Yeah. Um, Going on then to number five, um, and that is more involvement of fan groups. Um, I think our fan groups are quite quite well involved uh craig do you not yeah i don't know you know i don't know maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on what he's trying to say there i think 
He said, he said here, when the lights of Union FS have been given the freedom to create organised displays, they've looked amazing. They were a regular fixture in a dazzling Champions League campaign back in 1617, but they have fizzled out in recent times. But that's, yeah. But is that not because we're not, you know, we're not having those sort of games and we're not... But it's like having Christmas every day, you know, they're, they're great yeah. because they're infrequent, you know, and when yeah. it happens, it's fantastic. You know, and that is what you want. You want something different. If you did that every week, you'd get fed up with it. Someone has to come up with a different design. And, you know, I, I didn't particularly like the last one they did. But, you know, I, it's these things have to be special. And it, it does have to be organic. You know, I'm agreeing with Neil there. And, you know, what I said right at the start, it's dictated by what's on the pitch. That's mm. where it comes from. Everything else is superficial around it and are nice-to-haves. But without that, it's you know, people are going to get fed up with chanting if it's still boring on the pitch. Yes. And Neil, when I mean they are they are fantastic. And you know, I, I've sort of been there at you know Champions League games when, when they did it, and they did them for most of the Champions League games, if not all of them, um at Leicester. But when you're under the bloody thing, you can't appreciate it anyway. Because you suddenly like all you can see is the guy's armpits in front of you as he's pushing it back over his head, and I'm sure they look very very nice from the size. But if you're under the bloody thing, as as I was most of the time, it was like I mean, you couldn't enjoy it anyway. I've just yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the, one of the things I've just thought as kind of a I've, I'm going to mention it now because I will forget. Bring hmm. back Mexican waves. That would help bring everybody together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That that was brilliant. I remember loving when I was going down community aspects. I think even the away fans get involved because it's good fun, and then everybody's just doing that's something that's going to be very simple. If somebody Actually, can Mexican it. waves and the Venvu, v- v- what would they call them from South Africa? The Venvuzelas. Oh, let's bring the Venvuzelas. Let's not get now. You're now going too far. Yeah. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Something Mexican waves are great. I think it's a great yeah. idea. I remember loving that as a kid before I, I could feel. see because as soon as the ball went down that end, I couldn't see any football. I just see men's bottoms because everybody stood up and I couldn't see the bloody thing. Neil, where do you sit in the ground? I sit SK1 or L2. Right, because I'm going to be waiting first game of the season, Neil. If that Mexican wave isn't started there, it takes someone to start it. And for me, You've just put your hand up. Oh, dear. That really shot myself in the foot. Shall we try oh, it now? Man. Yeah, that, that was... How easy is that? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you, you don't want to stand up and do and it. Everybody's don't happy. do it. Yeah. But if we, have, if, we have a, if we have a sort of safe standing area, though, you're not going to be able to really notice anyway. No, no you're cool. right, though. It, was, it sounds cheesy, but... You know, you knew you were going to boo when it got to the away fans because they wouldn't get involved. Yes. And then it would start up again as soon as it got past it. Great idea, Neil. Make it well, happen. Well, I think we'll do that as a joint thing, Neil. Beyond the 90, Leicester till I die. Bring back the Mexican wave. Three people. They're starting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though Andrew says... Three, three different parts of the ground. The just going... <laughs> like the Everyone's co- a critic, you just go all the way around the ground, couldn't you? Do you remember, Andrew? Do you remember doing the Mexican wave in the ground? I lo- everybody's taking the piss. It was great fun. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm with you, Neil. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Genuinely, um, yeah. It's just. I'm just seeing the comments now, but I, I genuinely think it's a good idea. Yeah. 
I mean, Brad says here, uh, welcome along, Brad. These are the worst suggestions in the world. We are looking at somebody's suggestions that has, has written a thesis, well, thesis, wrote, wrote a piece on this from uh, the, uni it the was a suggestion, University Brad. Uni, you know, and it is chat. And like you say, some people are, I mean, we, you, you've come in late, Brad, because we've already discussed the clappers and whether they should come or go. Um, but, you know, people need to sing. Well, yeah, you know, when you're talking about the Mexican wave, and to be honest with you, yeah, I, I, I do remember it. I mean, I can, well, I can't remember this, but I remember reading about this, and I'm sure Craig was there, but they used to be organised singers. They used to have, like, choir masters who would stand in front of sections of the crowd and would, would, would orchestrate the songs. Um, I can honestly say, Chris, I do not remember that. No, 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 no. I, I don't remember <laughs> that. was the month at Hall, Chris? It. But, sorry, <laughs> that was to Monfort Hall. <laughs> but no, I mean, they do what? it. I mean, they it's do it abroad, don't they? I was lucky enough um, years back. I've been to a couple of um, games in Germany. So I've been uh, to Bayer Leverkusen when they played Eintracht Frankfurt. Their away fans were absolutely amazing, Eintracht Frankfurt. And also to Hamburg's ground. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, they, they have people there who are not watching the game. They have their loud hailers facing the crowd constantly trying to get the crowd going. Now, yes. I'm not saying that anybody would be up for that, but that's how they do it, you know. They they try things, but I'm not sure that would happen in, uh, in little old England, to be honest. No. Brad, we have actually discussed it. We're going through the different seven ideas that were suggested. So uh, I just just click on the start and 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 and, uh, and, and catch us up. Um, they do it in America, says Ant. You know, for a reason not to do it. Um, I. Uh, do, do we go as far as and, and then you can do it? Like I say, at, there's no half-time entertainment, um, and that's fair enough because a lot of people are down getting drinks or you know watering the plants or whatever uh, uh, anyway. But should we have, as we've seen, say England games, and have the guy that does the music playing the music? Because I can't remember when I went when they went down when he's playing before the game any music that would actually get me going, you know, and I'm, I'm being, you know, devil's advocate here, but Sweet Caroline and songs like that, the, the fans know, the fans would just automatically join in, mm. and the stupid, cheesy songs, and again at half-time, just to get the fans going. But they've started playing along. Sweet Caroline in the last few games, they started playing that as well yeah. as um, ah. When You're Smiling. Um, I mean, I think, again, going back to stuff that they used to do, the best thing they used to do at half time was when they had the kids doing the race around the pitch. Yeah. You know, and they had opposition, you know, a, a boys club from the opposition or whatever. Again, it was almost like friendly banter between the two sets of fans. And it was a and simple thing. as well. Yeah. You know, all of that kind of thing. I've, again, I've been to, um, I remember going to an American football game in, uh, in the Superdome and they had a half time uh, one where someone had to try and kick a field goal. Um, mm. or even out of out of one of the, the machines, they had to catch a punt and they were winning 10 grand or whatever. I'm sure there's exciting things that can be done here with sponsors. You know, they're just insured because no one's going to win, you know, every week. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that you can do to, to get people engaged. And 
if you're doing a lot of that before the game as well, that gets people in the ground a lot earlier, spending more money. You yeah, know, that's that, that's something that they should be looking at. I think they do as just... well. Sorry, oh, Chris. On, yeah, One thing that they on. did, especially last season or season before, I don't, I don't, I've not seen it as much this season. They bring back ex pros and bring them onto the pitch at half yeah, time yeah. to say thank you for your support. It's great to be back. Um, um, whether it is Pontus Camar, Cambiasso, any anybody in between that some of the fans have an appreciation for. So when the other fans are going down for the pint or the piss or whatever at halftime, you go, what's going on there then? And that interest, because, okay, I might mm. stay next time. And that, again, support, mm. the, the that that works. I'm not, I can't remember it this season, them doing it, but they've done it previously. Um, mm. But, that's the kind of thing that works for the fans. It gives the fans a nice nostalgia trip yeah. as well. Yeah. Works on both perspectives as well. They just don't do it as much. And it's something that I've just thought about now that. And they get used to go around with the guns shooting the t shirts into the crowd, didn't they? Oh, they still do they that. Still do. It, well, oh, do they still do yeah. that, do they? Right, yeah. right. Um, now, Ant says here um, can we get the Palace cheerleaders? Um, we, we know why you're going with that, Ant. We know where you're going, but I'll just say this. I don't know if I can bring it. No, I can't bring There we go. Let's bring this up. There we go. We've got our own cheerleaders, Ant. The King where Power Girls there. This is in <laughs> Thailand. I think it was. I think it was. Although, I, I, were they not at Vicky Park? I, well? I'm not. This is brand new to me, Chris. Mm. Yeah, excuse <laughs> me. For a second, <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it save two, that... two favorites. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Oh, you, if you if you go on Google Images, there's like a full page of. I'd them. love to know how you managed to fall on that page. What were you searching for? <laughs> I've just seen the Crystal Palace ones as well. I'm going to yeah. be the impossible dream. Um, I'm 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 not going anywhere with this now. But <laughs> <laughs> but again, we used to have them, didn't we? The foxy ladies. Oh. Yes, yes. And wasn't that? I mean, I remember somebody who used to work at the club, so I can't say his name. That one of them actually went afterwards. She was like the quietest cheerleader you've ever seen, and ended up becoming a um, a porn star in America. <laughs> Again, Again that, that probably tells us how you managed to find that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing. I knew nothing. This is a reliable source. Yeah. You know, when, when you said we were sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and where have you taken me on this show? Where have you taken me? <laughs> um, oh, and says he caught a shirt in the Villarreal preseason. Um, meh. Me, Maybe because somebody next to you thought, oh, we'll give one to the little boy. <laughs> come here with this one. I'll tell you what, the only, it's a good job the only shirt I've caught um, after all my years of going has been um, one of the, the, the only, I feel like, Birchie's 24th run after somebody's been pound the pitch about eight and 70, 70 odd minutes. Nice. And I've just got it. So, yeah, that's that's somewhere upstairs. It's been signed yeah. by Birchie, but yeah. that one was special. But even though yeah. it should have probably been washed, but I was like, oh, the, the thing might come out. Yeah. But, uh, Terry says, Babe Station revisited. <laughs> maybe for you, maybe for you. What is Babe Station, by the way? Does anybody know? Something about pigs. Well, exactly, exactly. 
And just just to keep you all happy, just one more. There we go. There you go that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number. <laughs> I forgot where I am now. Number six, uh, I believe. Um, and I've probably got num- yeah. Stop the goal music. Um, uh, you could argue we're not that, scoring that, that many anyway. Well, that'll improve the atmosphere. <laughs> Again, I, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure what that does. It was like it oh, it's, you've it's, got a great atmosphere, and then all of a sudden the music comes on. Yeah. Well, he says here, Craig. I don't understand how I'm having to write this. Why is the goal music back? When was the last time it was away? I like I remember Chelsea Dagger. That was what before yeah. 2007. Before that, I can't really remember to be perfectly honest. So, um, so Chelsea. So it wasn't. I'm glad it's somebody from. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's one from Leicester. But they don't. It's not. It's not fire now, is it? It's um. No. No. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I'd rather have it because they'd be on fire because of that Leicester connection. Yeah. yeah. So the fact they've changed it to that one, I'm. It's a nice chant, but they used to play it after the game, and I was like, yeah, when we win. I think there was a reason that they stopped using fire. Oh yes, there was, wasn't? There? Yeah, yeah, I can remember now. Yeah, that's it. I've just yeah. Yeah. Memory. yeah, yeah. But there must be, um, there must be another. Well, show Waddy Waddy. Surely we can get Rock and Roll Lady, whatever it was. To, Return yeah. of the Mac be a great one. Yeah, get everybody vibing. You know. Oh, you got to love a bit of Show Waddy Waddy. Return uh, of the Dak gets a hat trick. It's uh, I. I remember when it first came in, it started again. I think we copied other teams that had started doing it, and I wasn't a big fan of it. But again, I'm not sure how taking it away adds to the atmosphere. And that's what the debate is supposed to be about. He says here, in fairness, Neil, he says here that uh, there is a serious problem if you need gold music to lift atmosphere. I mean, is it because now with VAR, you can't play it straight away in case VAR go, actually, it was offside? That, but that then we've waited for that's that. That's a VAR long. problem. That's not a fan problem. That's a VAR yeah, let's problem. Let's not go down that route, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> but also I think in terms of um, in terms of that, from my personal experience, you you yell, you shout, and then and then the music mm. comes, and then you kind of hear it ten seconds mm. later. Then you get involved in the clapping and the yeah. chanting of the song. So it helps elongate the actual yeah, yeah. goal celebration, in my opinion. So I don't see where this has come from. And would it be better, do you think? Would it help because of VAR and sometimes there's a long wait and you've kind of, oh, I've scored, so it's, maybe it's a bit more like that because, you know, you, you can't celebrate straight away. Would that music then coming in once it goes up on the screen, goal allowed, would that not help, you know? I'll tell you what, what, what it may be more fun is that when uh, when it goes to VAR, maybe we should have the countdown music. <laughs> you know. The clock. Yeah, you know, maybe it should only take thirty seconds. Exactly. Yeah, make it thirty seconds. Put the countdown clock on. If you want to know, by the way, if you want to listen to a discussion on VAR, uh, seven o'clock tomorrow, um, (laughs) and you can catch this. Uh, I have got it. Is it has been the Royal Jubilee weekend, and I am joined by football royalty. Himself here. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I get, I'm I get, sure about that. I get the uh, compliments in early. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ex Premier League referee Mark Halsey. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. You're welcome, Chris. Um, first of all, apologies if you can see them posters in the background. <laughs> they are not mine. 
They are my daughters. I'm in her bedroom. She's at school and the Wi-Fi is much better in her bedroom. So they are not my posters. Let's just get that straight before you get any, any sarky comments about Man United and players <laughs> and other domestic players and Foden and Mason Mount and other United and Lingard all on there. They're, they're my daughters, all right? So I was about to that. ask you that, but you've been... Let, let's clear that out of the way. <laughs> Great Mason guy. Mount? Sorry? Yeah, mentioned all these, he mentioned all these uh, Man United players. And they went Mason Mount, and I just went, huh? And Foden was in there as well. Yeah, Foden as well. It's all about the England uh, team. Who says referees are not in touch? <laughs> no, 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 no. And I, and I say I did question whether he still had the um, Alex Ferguson picture on his bedside mm. cabinet. But as of, tomorrow night, seven o'clock on this channel. Don't touch the dial, as they used to say. And it's a premiere on YouTube only. So it's not on Facebook. It's not on Twitter. Get on YouTube, 7 o'clock tomorrow. You can see the full interview. And he, he does have some actual very – he makes some very good points. We Half the show was actually about VAR, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, a few suggestions coming up here for the, the goal music. But um, because Terry said this, I think this is the music that you would want, Terry, isn't it? If I can just find it. Let me just have a look. Um, I thought I had it all set up. Here we go. And if anybody says they don't know what that music is, you're all bloody liars. I'll tell you. We know what it is, Chris. It's your ringtone. <laughs> that actually wasn't me doing That was my phone ringing. Hmm. You know, uh, change the song, but not the goal. Um, we could have Why, Why Are We Waiting, I suppose, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> While we wait for VAR to come through. I need a um, hero. Yes, yeah. Uh, Beyond the 90, thank you very much, young man. Thank you very much for that. Oh, who's that going to be? Because we've got Anton here. We've got you here. You've been hacked. I can do two things at once, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought it? Multitasking. That's why your hands were going down below. I thought it was the porn of music. (laughs) Play the sound again, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I certainly can do. <laughs> just doesn't go on quite long enough, does it? Although having said that, it does for me. That's another story. Anyway, so yeah, we we think stopping the goal music is is probably a bad idea, don't we? Now this one absolutely pees me off, um, and I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a bit of a rant before we actually uh, I pass it over to you guys. But it's stop leaving early. Okay, to me. That is fine if when you finally get out the stadium, you get on a bus, you know, or you get in your car and you've got like a five-minute journey, ten-minute journey home. I've got, for myself, when I had the season ticket, a four-hour journey back down to Paul. Now, you could literally add an hour onto that if I didn't leave just before. the. the, I mean, I've missed one or two goals, you know, and I would have missed both Tottenham goals earlier in the season. It probably wouldn't have been a bad thing. But you know what it's like if you, if you leave when the final whistle goes. It can take you ages to get out of the stadium. you then got the walk back to your car. You're in your car, and then you're in a load of traffic. So those few minutes that can, can save can literally save me an hour on the journey back home. And like on a four-hour journey, that... That does make a difference. So this, when people say this, it really pees me off because you don't know people's circumstances. And all right, he's put the disclaimer there at the bottom about, you know, 
um, people, sort of why they might be leaving, etc. But no, it, it no, yes, don't get me wrong. If people are leaving after you know seventy minutes, that's different. But people have got different reasons for leaving early. And what I mean, I I would leave, let's say, on eighty-five minutes. And by then, I've still only walked down into the concourse, and I can still see a bit on the concourse, etc. So, you know, you're not necessarily missing an awful lot, and it's not going to change the atmosphere five minutes at the end of the game, is it, Craig? Um, not for me. Uh, I, I think he's probably just running out of ideas here because, by all accounts, from the previous six, there's no atmosphere in there anyway. So, by leaving <laughs> early, I don't think it's going to make a big difference. Personally, I would never, unless there was a reason, like you've said, Chris, I would never leave a game early because even if we're losing 7-0, I may see the best goal that's ever been scored in the last five seconds, or I may see a punch up, I may see something, I may miss something. So I would never leave, um, but it is a personal choice. Sometimes when people do start to stream out, those people clearly have not got somewhere else to go. They've just seen enough on the pitch and they stream out. Yeah. Uh, and there's been some games where I can understand it, but it's a personal choice for me. I would never do it unless I was forced to because I needed to be somewhere. But uh, it doesn't affect the atmosphere, let's face yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, his disclaimer was, uh, if you're absolutely bursting for the toilet or you are seriously going to miss the train, this does not apply. Well, I can say, I think, you know, that would be the majority of people. 70 minutes is one thing if you're losing 7-0. Seven, seven um, it's just, like I say, don't you know, there are games. I never left a Champions League game early. You mm. know, there's that. But so, it just, as Ant said, you know, it, it's 20 minutes, half an hour added on to everything by the time you've, you, you've got out. Your thoughts on this one, Neil? For me personally, I've, I'm fortunate to live relatively near the ground, so I can walk home in 20, 25 minutes, which is not too mm. bad. Um, I've never missed a game. I've never left a game early as well. I'm, I'm with I'm with Craig on that one. I've just never seen the point. And I've seen too many goals in the last five minutes, the last game minutes that make you because the one, the most recent one I remember that I was at that really sent me like crazy. It was we were. 2-1 down. We end up drawing 2-2. Last minute Harry Maguire goal uh, Man United at home. And that match, I was sitting right in the front. The referee was getting every single decision wrong and I was absolutely fuming. I was sitting with my uncle was disabled, so I was sitting in the front with him, yeah. right near the front. Um, and Harry Maguire scores last minute goal and I'm I'm just going absolutely nuts. And there's part of me that goes, Harry Maguire's running towards me. I'm like, hug him. Gone, and I was like, no, 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 no. You don't want to bad for life, no. But, but there's the thought that crossed my mind. I just sat back in yeah. my seat and I just held and just and just got to shut my eyes in the air. Um, but I've seen too many last minute goals. Um, but again, on the other hand, this season, looking at was it Everton and looking at the the um, Brighton for the home for the one one, just you knew it was coming. West Ham, you knew it was coming. And you're just thinking, oh, here we go again. There's a knot in your stomach and, and the groans start coming in. And, and, and then Maybe. the goal goes in. Yeah. Maybe it'd be better if our defence didn't start leaving early. Yeah. <laughs> again, play attractive football, put it in the opposition's net and we're not having this problem. <laughs> that that is a great quote, Craig. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that and use that as, <laughs> as a jingle. Uh, but I mean totally, I mean. 
like I say, hopefully you guys understand to say why I did used to leave early. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and said there, um, very true. Chris needs the toilets every fifteen minutes. <laughs> and, uh, not since I bought the inconsonant knickers. I tell you, they they work wonders. But it does slow me down when I'm trying to walk afterwards. Um, but yes, it, it's. Uh, as I said, I don't think that last five minutes is going to affect the, the atmosphere at all. You know, um, Terry is off. Thanks for a good discussion. Night, Chris, Craig and Neil. Good night, Terry. All the best. I think he's on a promise. Um, but uh, I think I discussed all those, and those are the seven reasons. I don't think any one of those, and I think we may have said this individually, is going to make a huge difference. Surely it's just down to, A, people wanting to sing, and people having something to sing about, as in the performance on the pitch. Yeah, I, I, for me, that's that's it. You can do little bits and pieces to try and aid it, but you can't make it happen. It is will always be dictated by what's on the pitch. You know, some of the the best atmospheres, you know, have been with exactly the same people in the ground. The only difference is what's happened on the pitch. Yes, indeed. Guys, thank you very much. Um, he, he raised some questions, let's say that, but I think he, lot, he left a lot of questions unanswered as well. Um, Off-season, let's hope, fingers crossed for some signings. Um, the fixtures are out in a couple of weeks. The window opens soon. Um, let's hope we can uh, get some good signings in. Neil, thank you so much, mate, for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Um let me just do let me just bring this up. Just again, your details are in the chat below on YouTube, but just give everybody a shout out where they can find you. Oh. <laughs> Without me being moving, anyway. I meant to do that. Now. I meant no, to do got... that. Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. It looks like I'm the host of Letters Till I Die TV. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. why I said it earlier. Um, yeah, you can find me at Beyond the 90 again. Thank you for having me, Chris. I always enjoy coming on, having a good discussion. And um, yeah. Hopefully we get some signings in at the summer because it is dragging a little bit. But then the, the window's not open yet, and I don't know. It's what will be will be at the end of the day. Whatever happens, we'll still support the boys. We've been through a lot worse. Well, yeah, haven't we just? Haven't we just? Neil, mate, thank you so much, guys. Make sure if you haven't uh, followed Beyond the Ninety yet, make sure you do that. All the best, Neil. We will speak soon, I am sure. And take care. Stay safe. Cheers, Neil. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Craig, you old wise owl, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you back. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Uh, and I expect... And I'm sorry, let me just get him back before he... Oh, he's gone. I expect you lot to start that Mexican wave. Well, Whoever Neil... got the opening home game, the home yeah. game... I expect I mean, it would be a bit waste doing it in the way end, wouldn't it? <laughs> I want you to see, make sure you're doing that Mexican wave. If you do, I'm sure we'll start a campaign to get these back just for you, mate. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Cheers, mate. You take care. Cheers. And uh, your, your, your details are in the chat as well, your Twitter account. And um, stay behind because, yeah, just have a quick word with you about oh, a, a quiz, if that's okay. Take care, Cheers, mate. mate. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Great discussion, great panel. Thanks to Craig and thanks to Neil for doing that. Mike comes in. Um, evening, big up. Evening, Mike. How the devil are you, sir? Still happy at being in the World Cup? 
Um, Turf, thank you very much, Dan. Ch cracking show, chaps. All the best. Much love. Yeah, it's ginger soft to you. Um, and uh, everybody else has gone. Thank you to everybody for their contributions. Terry, Ant, uh, make sure to follow Ant's uh, Leicester fan channel as well. Jack Linton, Kyle, um, uh, amongst others. Matthew, Andrew as well. Brad, um, everybody that was making comments in. TM from earlier. Thank you so very, very much. Um, we will be back um, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And we're going to be back with, if I can find it, we are going to be back with this. Coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. <laughs> I do think, you know, that we should have a competition, guess the voice, as to who that voice was. Yeah, you probably know, don't you? I will see you tomorrow at 7 for that, the premiere, YouTube only. And then at 9 o'clock tomorrow night, we've got a promotion show. With the Fulham fans dropped out. We're trying to try and get another Fulham fan on. Um, and we've got Bournemouth and Forest fans coming on talking about what their aspirations are going to be for the for coming season and probably just insulting the Forest fan as well. Why not? Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Thanks to Craig again and, and to Neil. Great for them and, and their, their input. Really appreciate all the support. Take care and I will see you tomorrow night. Good night. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.